Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Harry Hill and the family. Hill. Thank you, and welcome to my fruit corner. Welcome to my world. Leave your shares behind. Welcome to my world. It's going nationwide. And tonight the fruit corner is not at the centre of which controversy, Alan? Phillips screwdrivers versus conventional flat screwdrivers, Harry. Yeah, very definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's very definitely not at the centre of that particular controversy. Although I personally prefer the conventional flat screwdriver, I can see no reason whatsoever for introducing the Phillips type. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Got a better grip with a Phillips. Dad, you know, you know when, you, when we were kids, you used to give us that headed notepaper that you nicked from the office? Yes. We used to write nasty letters to companies that you did business with, didn't we, Alan? <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Yeah. And we used to sign them, Up Yours, Tony Up yours. Hill, didn't we, Harry? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> so that's why I was made redundant. Well, what a show we've got for you tonight. <laughs> we really have. Just a little tip for young mothers, though. Mums, don't take the baby into the bed, right? Don't take the baby into the bed, because there's a chance you'll fall asleep, you might roll on top of the baby, and put your back out. Oh. <laughs> Nasty. Right, where's my little adopted son? He's only 33. <laughs> of course, little Alan Hill there, who, by some freak of nature, is only able to communicate by tapping. Little Alan goose tip, tip, tip. That's one tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And an old Led Zepp number to express consternation. <laughs> at ease, boy, at ease. We think there might be some imp blood in his veins, actually. Um, at, Alan, why don't we take little Alan for tests? You'd like that, Alan, wouldn't you? All he's got to do is tap. <laughs> You're fired! Right. Mm. We haven't done any tests on him for ages, have we? No. Good mm. idea, Harry. Come on, you. It's testing time. Yeah, just pop him in the vacuum tube link up with the lab. In you get, little fella. In the canister and... Good. Now, let's hasten over to the Cliff Ranger singers to find out what the theme is today. <laughs> Doctors and nurses. Very good. Lovely. <laughs> What's the definition of a medical advance, Dad? About 50 quid, Harry. <laughs> It is indeed, and we'll be meeting some of those highly qualified pillows of society with the long training a little later on. Here, here. Aren't donkeys stubborn, though, eh? Donkeys, aren't they stubborn, eh? Come on, you. Come on. Come on. In the oven. Go on. <laughs> I recognise the sound of that anywhere. Let's meet her. Let's greet her. The one and only Nana Hill. All right, Nan. All right, Nan, that is. Big kiss, Nana. Big kiss. <laughs> Not the audience, Nana. Sorry, Lord Mayor, we'll have that chain fixed for you, don't worry. <laughs> heel, Nana, heel. She does seem to have a powerful kissing action, doesn't she, Alan? Yes, Harry. By dislocating her jaw, Nana is able to swallow an entire civic welcoming committee whole. <laughs> she regurgitates the various civic regalia at her leisure in pellet form. Hmm. So, a uh, lucky escape for the Lord Mayor. Yes, he should thank his lucky stars, Harry. Which are? EastEnders star Mike Reed and 60s singing favourite, the singer Joe Brown. 
And what are you test driving this week, Nan? The Sinclair C5, Harry. <laughs> Jolly good, the Sinclair C5. Happy down there in the gutter, Nana? It's a comfortable vehicle in attractive polyurethane. I think this little fellow could really catch on. Last year, of course, Clive Sinclair brought out the electric bike, didn't he? The Zyke. And very popular that's turned out to be. <laughs> Who said he wouldn't bounce back? <laughs> Nana Hill, 80 years on this old blue marble. Once again, you're going to share with us some of your magic moments from days gone by. I've walked on life's long highway, I've sailed its oceans too, but the time I remember fondest of all was when I was body double on TV's Kung Fu. (laughs) I kicked my legs in Kung Fu style to show them I was keen and accidentally broke the nose of Kung Fu David Carradine. (laughs) (laughs) One of those magic moments there from a bygone age. And there she goes. Off into the sunset in search of civic dignitaries. Just just got a call from the scientists, Harry. Were they happy to see my little Alan? Yes, Harry, the scientists oh. were very pleased to see him mm. because it's been a bit slack down there. Did they mention anything about that uh, special thing I asked them about? You know, the... What, what special thing? You know, the thing I set the lab up for, you know, apart from various occasional family tests, the... Oh! Oh, the baldness cure! All right, Alan, thank you. <laughs> the... No, no, they've got no further with that, I'm afraid. No, no. They were very keen to see him. They've got him wired up and everything. Electrodes? Yep. Blood tests? Yep. Lapwing? Lapwing-a-ding-ding. Jolly good. And <laughs> hopefully we'll get some results on that. Then. Let's hope so. And time for our first doctor or nurse. Tony, which is it to be? A doctor, Harry. We welcome Dr Marcus Cobb with his sonic hedgehog. Yes. <laughs> Dr Cobb, welcome. Welcome to you too, Harry. Now, Cobby, you, you have a, a sonic hedgehog. Tell us about that. Well, uh, many of you will remember TV's popular medical programme, Doctor Who, in which the Doctor had a special device he called the sonic screwdriver. Is that Phillips or conventional flat? (laughs) I refuse to be drawn into that particular controversy. I'm sorry, that was very unfair of me. This uh, sonic screwdriver, as it was known, was able to open things such as sliding doors. Can be difficult, can't it, to open sliding doors, get stuck? Uh, Now, similarly, I have uh, Natty here, Mm. who is also able to open things and is therefore my sonic hedgehog. I see, and... uh, what sort of things can little Natty open, Cobb? Bottles. I see. Are you going to show us this? Uh, yes, you see, I mm. take the uh, bottle, like I so, yes. and mm. I place Natty's little teeth over the bottle top, thus, and a sharp movement downwards, like so. And there, the bottle's open by Natty, the sonic hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> you just show that to me again, could you? I... Uh, no, uh, unfortunately, it takes two years for Natty's teeth to grow back. <laughs> There's, there's nothing sonic about him, is there? No. Marcus Cobb there and Natty, the barman's friend. Here, is it me, or do you find that slug pellets tend to clog up the barrel of the gun? <laughs> right, Mum. Right, Mum, you've got some beauty tips, I think, haven't you? What, what are your tips for a beautiful face? Simple makeup and sensible cleansing, Harry. And if that fails, a massive programme of plastic surgery. Very good. <laughs> You know, I, you know what? I bought one of those um, cafetiers, you know, the other day, the, the plunger coffee maker things with the plunging. And uh, as I pushed the plunger down, the kitchen exploded. <laughs> right, Alan, what's... Alan Hill, what's your trap? Well, 
I'm sure that you, as a single man, Harry... All right, Alan, thank you. <laughs> you must know people who were really good friends mm. once. Yeah. You know, going out for drinks, days mm. out, inviting you around for dinner, mm. suggesting cures, that sort yeah. of thing. Then, mm. yeah. then all of a sudden they got mm. hitched up with some girl, didn't they? And yeah. you haven't seen them since. That's you know, true. so this week, Harry, I profile love, the tender trap. I see. <laughs> now, what you do is you place a simple wire snare in a romantic place, mm. such as... Under a low wall hmm. or behind a glass door. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we what are we using as bait there, Alan? You obtain a photograph of an attractive woman, such as uh, say the astrologer Patrick Moore. Oh yes. <laughs> Patty Moore, lovely Ooh, Patty. Lovely. Mm. Oh dear. Under the photo, place a really interesting CV. You know, one with previous employment record, administration yeah. skills, mm. oh, permanent address, ability to work in a team. Oh, yeah, that sort lovely. Of that sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> yes. That way, you can make them appear really attractive. Really attractive. Oh, stop! You get me all excited now. Then, <laughs> the just talk. to finish it off, yeah. you add, in the case of attracting a man, mm. a pair of false breasts, ah, right? And in the case yes. of a woman, a false bottom. Oh yes, like the false bottoms that are used in suitcases to smuggle drugs. Exactly, Harry. <laughs> I see. Women, yes. they just can't resist them. So, place your bait, mm. stand back, and wait for the tender trap of love Ooh. to tighten its grip around the neck of your prey. Well, you certainly have a knack of the trap, Alan. Thank, no, thank you. Jolly you. good. Tony. We give a snoozing good welcome to Dr Fiona Lamb, an anaesthetist with a difference. Yes, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Dr Lamb. Hello there. <laughs> What makes you so different? Well, um, Harry, I use the old-fashioned methods for putting people under. Such as? Swig of rum, the biting on a good piece of wood, simple restraining devices, leeches, that sort of thing. Get much work? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, oh, I've dropped my leeches. Uh, leeches. They attach themselves to human flesh, you know. <laughs> you know, it's very important, isn't it, to have a hobby? And, you know, my hobby is I like to press wild birds. Yeah. <laughs> Run up to them, give them a little squeeze, gives me an enormous amount of pleasure. <laughs> that's a... Hey, uh, Tony, that's a new black moustache you've got there. Moustache. Oh, it's a leech! Leech! Poor. <laughs> 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 it was sucking the goodness from my lip. Let's go over to our scientist now, who will, you will remember, is busy doing a test on the little fella. Come in, scientists. Hello, Harry. Finchbury Park here, scientist in charge. Finchbury, Finchbury Park, that's an odd sort of name, isn't it? I was conceived on London's fashionable Victoria line in the underground system. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, actually, Harry, because I was discussing that with my sister. What's her name? Totridge and Whetstone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Finsbury, you'll keep us posted on the results as they come in. Aye, aye, Skipper. Any news on the... The uh, baldness cure, Harry. <laughs> Not a strand. Keep you posted. Lovely. Finsbury there, Finsbury Park there, who is working very hard. Um, little word of warning now to any children listening. Don't use the snorkels with the ping-pong balls in the end. No. Right? Don't use those because, well, they're very old-fashioned and the other children will laugh at you. various cutbacks being made to the armed forces, we thought that we'd highlight one or two of the smaller, less well-known regiments at risk. And we go over now to the Royal Jimmy Savile's Regiment. Now then, now then, now then! Slope cigars! How's about, how's about, how's about? Turn! Now then, now then, now then, now then, now then! 
There of the well, we received a letter from regular listener Bunty Hoven, who says, "Alan, I think Nanette Newman on the Fairy Liquid adverts is a bit sneering about the other brands. What's her problem?" <laughs> Tell you what, I always get Nanette Newman mixed up with Nerys Hughes. Well, you shouldn't have them round at the same time. <laughs> Now we've got a very unusual musical act. Um, Alan, tell me about that. Yes, Harry. Mm. We welcome the Russian pianist Major Ronald Greenhalge with his Russian roulette piano. Now, Alan, I think you'd, you'd better explain the concepts of the Russian roulette piano. Well, Harry, Major Ron has become such an accomplished pianist in his native Russia that even the most complicated piano piece has ceased to be a challenge for him. So, to add the excitement he so craves, he's asked us to pack one of the keys of his piano with high explosive. <laughs> Which, when struck, will cause the piano to explode, thus creating the Russian roulette piano. And is that piano loaded? It is cocked and loaded. And for the audience listening at home, the explosive note is (laughs) B-flat. B-flat. Ready, Ron? Ron is ready! Ladies and gentlemen, Major Ronnie Greenhalge with a Cliff Ranger arrangement of the Sound of Music hit, Do a Deer. there is Russian roulette piano. <laughs> Time for another Dockio nurse. We give an elfing good welcome to charge nurse Pat O'Malley with the internal imp. O'Malley. Hello, Debbie Jesus. Now, I'm not a mess about it. It says on the card here, you have an imp inside you. Yes, Mr Hill. I dragged down a pint of the old Guinness there, and unbeknownst to myself, so I would, so I would, a tiny one of the little people slipped down inside with it. You're, <laughs> You're from Epsom. Sorry, aren't you? <laughs> well, that's where I live now. But originally, I'm from walking. I see. <laughs> Lovely. Right, so does this imp cause you any problems? Oh, good lord, yes, to be sure, to be sure. It keeps on eating all my dinner, so it does. As soon as the dinner does goes down, the tiny imp will be eating it, so he will, and I'll be wanting another portion. Were you always a big fat bloke, Nurse O'Malley? <laughs> oh, not at all. It's the side effects of the imp. I see, and I understand the imp. Actually speaks to you, doesn't he? Oh, by Dutton, yes. Always the chat and the scream until the four winds blow me over, so it is. All right, that's easy. <laughs> now, could you get the imp to speak to us now? Oh, now he's quiet here now. Perhaps if I were to have a pint more of that hospitality Guinness that often brings the imp to his whaling. <laughs> Shall I take Nurse O'Malley back to the green room, Harry? Oh, yes, the green room. I think that might help. Right, OK. Well, we'll meet up with Nurse Pat O'Malley. The man with the imp within a little later on. <laughs> well, 
It was 60 years ago today that the first anniversary of the first anniversary of the invention of television took place in the tiny British colony of Scotchland. And <laughs> it was in that first week of programmes that John Logie Baird broadcast the very first episode of Neighbours. And I think we've got a tape of that coming up now. I'd better get Jim Robinson, our neighbour, Lassiter. Lassiter. Next door is only a, a footstep away. away. I should be so lucky. Lucky, lucky. Yes, the first ever episode of Neighbours There. You know, every day for the last six weeks, I've been kidnapped by aliens. <laughs> now, these aliens speak a language that has no vowels, only consonants, right? And the kidnap takes the same pattern every time. They momentarily stun me, take me into their craft, beat me at Scrabble... <laughs> ..and then release me again. <laughs> Time for another doctor or nurse. We uh, give a blanket bath of approval to Dr Julie Glibb and her 16-stone dog. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> welcome, Julie. Dr Glibb, now you have a 16-stone dog. Yes, Harry. Yeah, what on earth do you feed it on, then? Hey, hey, mainly, Harry. Hey, yes. <laughs> and occasionally some extra feed that I'll just pop in its nose bag. I see. And the, and the name of the dog? Muffin. Muffin the dog. Yes. I see. And, and you've brought Muffin along to show us, have you? Yes. Here, boy. Here, boy. There's a I see. good dog. Four, oh, stay, stay. I, oh, it's quite a big, isn't it? That certainly is a big. Look, <laughs> he's wagging his tail, Harry. Yes, to get rid of flies, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, oh, look at <laughs> Very big. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, Julie, but um, you're obviously very proud of Muffin here, but that dog of yours... Yes. Uh, that 16 stone looks more to me um, like um, about 15 stone. What do you think, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say near a 14 and a half. Let's put him on the scales. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Steady, steady. There you go, as I thought, 15 stone, 12. Go on, clear off, you fraud. You wasting our time with a dog lighter than stated. Oh, I him this morning. I... Go on, get off. <laughs> and get that dog house trained. Righto. Pat O'Malley, of course, and his talking internal imp. No, he's not going to. Oh. <laughs> but I think if I must have another green room, see, I think that's my good. Right, then off you go. Pat O'Malley there, off to the green room, and uh, while he's there, we'll have another regiment in danger. Yes, Harry. We join the less well-known 5th Bruce Forsyth Highland Fusiliers. <laughs> Nice to see you. To see you. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Nice. You have 30 seconds to march across that parade ground, starting from now. I'm in charge. Give us a 12. 
5th. Bruce Forsyth Island Fusiliers there. <laughs> a regiment at risk. Now, well, we've got another piano loaded and ready as we now go back to the bruised and slightly more tentative Russian roulette pianist Major Ronald Greenhalgh. And the mystery note for the listeners at home is Middle C. <laughs> Middle C. Ron, off you go. Middle C, yeah. You know, I moved house this week, and it's a hell of a job moving house, isn't it? A hell of a job. I mean, first of all, you've got to find somewhere you like, haven't you? Find somewhere you like. Then you've got to frighten away the occupants. <laughs> Mum, you're going to explain to me how to tell the difference between poisonous and edible fungi. Simple, Harry. Feed a little of the fungi to some laboratory animals first. <laughs> <laughs> well, sound advice indeed. Time for another doctor or nurse. We go feet first in for the chiropody nurse, Nancy Poof. Yes. Welcome to you. Now, your husband is a chiropodist and he left you over 20 years ago, is that right? Yes, Harry. In 1973, Ian saw a programme on the Minorities Channel, BBC Two. Mm. <laughs> About the possibility of there being in the forests of Canada a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Mm. He felt that as a chiropodist it would be the greatest challenge of his career to work on a Bigfoot. Because? Because of the size, Harry. Ah. So what's the news from Ian? Has he found his Bigfoot? I've had no word for 20 years. Nothing? Not a corn plaster. <laughs> I still lay out his tools every day in our caravan and cook him a full English breakfast, dinner and tea, which I then eat. I see. <laughs> Nancy, I, d I don't know how to put this, uh, darling, but you don't think that Ian might have just left you and be living it up in Canada somewhere, do you? You know, Harry, although I only knew him for a week, before we were married... <laughs> And he required all our joint savings to finance his project <laughs> I trust him. Right, OK. We've actually got a number for a Mr Ian Poof of Canada. And, Alan, you're going to try and get him on the, the line now um, just to see how this so-called Project Bigfoot is going. If you'd like to hold the receiver, Nancy, you can talk to your Ian Poof. Quebec 4545. Hello? Ian? Hello? Ian, it's me, Nancy. Hang on a minute. Mary Claude, darling. Keep sitting quiet, would you? <laughs> Sorry, love, who's this? It's me, Nancy, your wife. Oh, Nancy. How did you... Uh, how are you, then? Have you found it, then? Found what, love? The Bigfoot. The Big... Oh, the Bigfoot. Uh, uh, no, it's been very tricky to find a Bigfoot and that, really, uh, uh, look, Nancy, I'm a bit busy at the moment. I think I've seen a footprint. Uh, phone you back. Well, sorry about that, Nancy. It seems that... Um... Yeah, it's a shame, really. Still, good news about the footprint. <laughs> I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's Nana Hill. Carolina. All right, Nana. <laughs> My rag and Nana girl, at ease, at ease. What, pray tell, has thee been up to, O oh great one? 
this week, Harry? Yes, my 16-stone dog. Harry! Oh, blimey, Mum, that hurt. Didn't really. (laughs) This week, Harry, to supplement my pension, I worked as a lady of the night in London's notorious red-light district, Gerard's Cross. (laughs) Gerard? That's in Buckinghamshire. By donning a skimpy underwear outfit from the Jack Reagan collection... (laughs) Janet Reagan, surely. I paraded up and down Gerard's Cross High Street, touting for business. But but surely, Nan, I mean, I don't mean to be in any way uncomplimentary, but, but well, you're no oil painting, darling, are you? Come on. <laughs> hey, might the punters not prefer a slightly younger model? Simple, young Harry. I was wearing a latex rubber mask of the actress Joan Plowright. <laughs> <laughs> Ingenious. And how did you fare? Not a nibble. <laughs> Well done, Nana. I think I'm ready, Mr. Hills. <laughs> That's it. That was him, Vips. Speaking at last. He's fallen over. There we go. Pat O'Malley there with the burping imp imperial. <laughs> Harry, we got some results on the little fella, Alan Hill. What did the test show, Finsbury Park? Well, this is certainly a very old case, Harry. Mm-hmm. We opened the boy up, and inside we found another exactly the same. Then inside that, another exactly the same. Then another inside that, and another, and so on, until right in the middle was a tiny grain of sand. What the...? It seems that far from being an ordinary boy, Harry, Alan is a highly sophisticated oyster. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how does little Alan feel about that? A little bit consternated about that, I think, isn't he? Is that possible, Alan? Yes, Harry, it is. <laughs> that tells me it's celebrity doctor time. We meet a man with plenty of letters after his name as we welcome blockbusting doc Bob Holness. Yes! Nana, get down off Bob Holness. Sorry, Bob, sorry. My face has gone quite numb. Bob, welcome. Oh, thank you, Harry. Big fan, by the way. At ease, at ease. Thank you, Harry. (laughs) Now, may I just say um, how much we all used to love uh, your uh, your show, um, Mr and Mrs, didn't we? (laughs) Mr and Mrs. No, 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 that, that was Derek Beatty. Go on, ask Mum and Tony a Mr and Mrs question. Go on, didn't go on. do Mr and Mrs. You didn't do the one with Mr and Mrs then? You did the one with the gold run, didn't yes, you, Yes, that's right, Alan. <laughs> going for, going for gold. <laughs> that's Henry Kelly. Go on, say, what am I? Go on. <laughs> no, no. Now, Bob, no, of course, we're just pulling your leg, aren't we? We're just pulling <laughs> your leg, you, of course. Yes. Yeah. Of course, you are very well known. For Blockbuster. That's right, yes. yes. And uh, tell me, what was it like working with the sweet? <laughs> now, um, it's Blockbuster you're going to perform for us today. Yes, yes, that's right, yes. With backing from the fabulous Hill family with Mum on lead guitar. <laughs> Tony Hill on fretless bass. Little Alan on drums. 
Myself and my brother Alan on steel drums. Major Ronald Greenhalge on Russian roulette piano. Take it away, Bob! Does anyone know the way? There's got to be a way to Blockbuster! Piano solo! And that's all from us here at our Fruit Corner. That was Harry Hill's Fruit Corner, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Edna Dore, Al Murray, Sue Drouet, Phil Nice, Brenda Gilhooley, Matt Bradstock and Martin Hyder, with special guest Bob Holness. The music was by Cliff Ranger, Leeches by Tony's Leeches of Bath, and remember, there's no cure for baldness. The producer, Maxon. <laughs>